all connected. Everything. Are we live? Are we live? It says we're live. Then I believe we are live. I see nothing on the YouTube. Oh, there we are. We are live. The delay of the internet. I better stop looking at the YouTube <laughs> and keep my eye on the actual live feed. Yes. Hello, Russ. Hello, John. We are here this evening. It's a very special evening. First of all, we just pulled together a live uh, hangout broadcast in roughly 20 minutes. Yeah, which we haven't done in probably, what, like two years at this point or something close to that? Yeah, I, I'm not even sure. Uh, I'm not even sure. And, and, and I should mention that it's a lot easier now. YouTube and the Google are, are working together hand in hand. And uh, we were able to pull it together pretty quickly. Yeah. So this is a special, this is a Logan extravaganza. Uh, Russ and I, the big Wolverine fans of the bunch, both saw Logan this weekend. I saw it Thursday night like a crazy nut. And Russell saw it Friday night yes. uh, like a generally equally crazy nut. Yes, and yeah. uh, and we're pumped up. We're excited. We were looking forward to this one. And so we're just going to throw this up on all of the Facebook groups and YouTube and the feeds shortly after. And it's live. So if it blows, you know, we won't edit it out this time. Nope. It's 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 all live. So, yeah. So if you're listening to this on the It's All Connected feed and we're like, wait a minute, Logan is not connected. That's true. But we don't care. <laughs> we do not care. And... Uh, it's, it's funny, Hugh Jackman and was it, uh, Patrick Stewart or was it somebody else, uh, maybe that wasn't in uh, Logan, it might've been a different X-Men movie or a different Fox movie that everybody's like, oh, well I'd, you know, I'm retiring, but I'd stick around if we were in the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, same way. Yeah. Yeah. We'd all stick around if, uh, if Logan would, could show up in the Avengers, but for sure. So why don't you do your thing, Russ, in terms of budget and weekend box office and stuff that you love to do? Yeah, so I, it's funny. I usually rely on box office mojo for budget stuff because they're pretty reliable. I mean, who knows with budget, right? I mean, it's not like the studio comes out and says, we spent X million dollars on this movie. Um, but box office mojo is usually a pretty good indicator. They have an NA for the budget which leads me to believe they truly don't know what it is. I did some Googling around and found anything from 97 million to 128 million. And that seemed like really high. Um, I didn't expect this movie to cost that much. I thought it would be more like in maybe the 60 to 80 million range uh, just because it was a more personal movie. There wasn't like a ton of, 
you know, crazy visual effects. I mean, granted, a lot of the, you know, the the blood and guts and the claws and the and the leaping around, especially with um, with Laura, I'm sure was all uh, was all CGI, but uh, or a lot of it was CGI. But it just seemed like that's a really high price tag. So maybe that's why Box Office Mojo hasn't put a uh, an actual number on it yet. Uh, so so yeah. So I'm curious to see to see what if 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 we get anything um, more definitive as time goes by. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that too much when I was watching it, but now that you mention it, I guess it's not it wasn't really effects laden. Um right. I don't know. I, I was talking with Brad quickly just about our, you know, we were actually texting uh just, you know, how much we liked it or what we liked and didn't like and stuff like that. And, you know, he, uh, my impression was like awesome job on the young uh clone and I assumed they used whatever trick they used to de-age Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator Genesis, like the same thing. And Brad was kind of like, no, I, I think that was just Hugh Jackman, like with a lot I, of makeup. And, yeah. and um, yeah. so I guess that doesn't cost as much as trying to de-age or go CGI heavy with that. Um, and again, you know, I was like, wow, that looks awesome. But it didn't dawn on me that, yeah, that's just Hugh Jackman with like some good makeup and, you know, because he yeah, seems like leaner and taller even. Yeah. You, you know what it reminded me of? You know, as, as always with these episodes, you know, we're not going to follow a straight path. We're just going to jump around, just kind of talk about what comes to our mind. The, the look for X, and they called him X-24 in the movie, but the look for the X-24 Wolverine reminded me a lot of the Liev Schreiber Sabretooth from Origins. Oh, okay. The buzz cut, kind of that, uh, just just that look and then the way he carried himself, it reminded me a lot of how, uh, like that performance seemed inspired by Liev Schreiber's uh, Sabretooth. Right. Yeah, I didn't think of that, and I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't gone back and watched anything before. I didn't get a chance to do that before I saw this movie. Um, maybe we could talk about that for a quick minute. A lot of people were disappointed that Sabretooth didn't make like a cameo. Yeah. Um, is that something you thought was coming? Yeah. Like, I, no. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like I would have liked to have seen Sabretooth, but that being said, I'm glad they didn't do the let's check off all of the cameo boxes in this last Wolverine movie. Yeah. I think it would have the, it would have been cool if they would have made X 24 saber tooth, but given them like the three claws and maybe leaned, you know, like where it, it really did seem like a morphing of the two. Like they took their, both their DNA sets. I mean, granted they're brothers, but took both their DNA sets and like combined them to make this, you know, character that we saw as X-24. Like, I kept looking at the screens to see, you know, when they when they showed it at first to see if if they mentioned, you know, there was any mention of that. Because unfortunately, one of the things for me is I looked at the IMDb listing before I went to the movie, which was really dumb because the IMDb listed, it said Logan slash X-24. And I was like, damn it. Wait <laughs> a second. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, I know what this means. And, uh, or thought it was. And then sure enough, you know, when they're showing like X 20, all the different X 23 models, which isn't just, 
like in in the in the comics and in X Men Evolution, where X twenty three shows up, like she was the twenty third, like Laura was the twenty third attempt at cloning, you know, the, her. Like that was the of the female Wolverine or or whatever. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So, um, so when they did X, you know, they showed it was like X twenty three dot, you know, one two three four X twenty three dot two two six five. You know, they were just all the different characters that you know the, all the different kids. And then X-24 was just like, you know, Wolverine. And I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, well, I know that's coming. So I was, uh, you know, beware on looking at the IMDb's, uh, which I should have known better. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, I know I, I tried to go on media blackout a while ago on this one. And I cheated and watched the little viral um, X-23 sort of origin video which popped up in the movie as sort of like a handheld cam yeah uh, the nurse was using it uh you know using her phone to sort of document the atrocities or, or whatever so i guess we kind of like uh we jumped to like the end um i must say though the you know with your little imdb snafu aside i was totally taken aback by the clone uh Wolverine like I the X24 I didn't see it coming at all they did a great job of hiding it I thought it wasn't in the trailers it wasn't billed as that's what you know the villain right. was going to be yeah yeah you know that was really good job by them it was very it, it, they it was well done because it was almost like terminator esque you know where didn't he didn't say very much at all he was just you know one man killing machine kind of thing um and it was, it, it was just really well done. Like if you would have told me that that's what they had in, in mind, you know, if, or if that leaked out heavily, you know, well beforehand, I would have been like, really, that's where they're going. But, but they, it actually, they actually pulled it off very well. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny, like, um, some movies you can, you can almost tell when they know they're going to fail or no i shouldn't say that they they know when they don't have a strong product so they will give you everything they've got in the trailers and in the marketing yeah. Yeah. to try to get you in there and this just reeks of like we know we have an awesome movie so we're not even going to show you anything and and everything they showed like in the if you look back at all those trailers like ninety percent of those trailers all came from what maybe the first thirty minutes of that movie, if if that. Yeah, there's very little in that trailer that in any of the trailers that took place towards towards even the second half of the of the movie. Um, you know, they they showed that one scene with Eric LaSalle's character where where they're kind of like sitting at dinner. That was a little further in, but way out of context. Uh, you wouldn't have known like what was going on with that at all. And then the bit where they're in the convenience store. But other than that, that most of that movie was pretty, pretty or most of the trailers were pretty early weighted. Like all yeah. that stuff was all, you know, in El Paso, you know, very early on in the in the flick, which I think was I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt early on, I felt like they were even hiding who Laura was, you know, who the little girl was. Sure, sure. And it just seemed like in the last batch of trailers and then they kind of went red band i think that it was like oh all right she's got claws too like finally i remember there was like a very late trailer where they gave you the she's like you line and then they showed like her claws you know coming out yeah, yeah. um 
But I mean, that was held pretty well too. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, there, it, it looks like just to get back on the numbers, it, it, it had $33 million Friday, which to me is really, really strong uh, for that movie to have that, that high of a, of a, of a one day total. Uh, and it looks like it's going to hit 60 million for the weekend. Um, so that's, that's pretty good. I mean, 60 million for the weekend, you know, it's, it, it's racing. It probably, you know, it'll maybe hit like 150 domestic. Um, and it probably will do at least that much foreign, I would guess. So, you know, I think this thing could hit like 350, 400. And I think if it does, I think they'll be, the studio will be pretty happy with that. I, I would think. Yeah. It's funny, um, you know, we've been saying since they started showing us little bits and pieces and we figured out that it was X-23, you know, we love the X-23 character. The all-new Wolverine comic is really cool. Um, so you're kind of hoping that, you know, Laura will get her, like this will be a springboard to a franchise, but it's strange because of the way that this movie is framed. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. almost, you know, it's definitely in the future. So the X-Men that we know, you know, are old and dead and gone. And, and it's clearly in, you know, it's it, it wasn't as far into the apocalyptic world that I thought it would be. You know, when it turned out that he was a limo driver, that kind of yeah. took me aback. You know, I expected it to be like in the wasteland, like the old man Logan uh, book. Right, right. Um, you know, so like, I guess what I'm getting at is like, how would they add this? Yeah, and she's what nine or ten in this movie? Eleven. Okay, I yeah, was there close. was a bit. There was a bit where he was looking at something and it said uh, where it was listing all the subjects, and it was like X twenty three, whatever, whatever, and then it showed her picture and it said 132 months, and so I was like, okay, quick, do the math in your head, and I was like, okay, she's <laughs> eleven, so. I could see your mind being in a whirlwind when you're watching this <laughs> when you're yeah. watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I guess it's just like, well, how do you how like you could you, you know an X Force movie is is coming, right? Well, if you want X twenty three with Deadpool in it, she's way too young now and it's already in the future. Right, right. You know, or is this just a total one-off, like, alternate universe type deal that won't fit into, and I, I say it, continuity with the Fox X-Men movies very lightly anyway, because it's muddled at best, I would say. Yeah, and, you know, some people that's a hang-up, for me, like, I don't really care. I think... I think with the X-Men franchise, they're either getting to a point very soon where they're just going to have to start over because if they want to make any sense out of it at all, like it, the, everything is so muddled. And then when you add Deadpool into the mix, it it makes it even more muddled. Um, and, and then this movie. But to me, like, I just don't care. I mean, th to me, this this was just a good mo movie. It was well done. It was, it was what I hoped it would be. And you know, if they decide okay, they're just going to scrap this, start over, and then wedge a new X-Men continuity in to kind of match Deadpool because that's kind of like the... I mean, Deadpool's like the new stuff, right? I mean, that that's like the... Phase two. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, and whether they decide to bring her back or somebody, you know, another actress or whatever to, to, to put this character in, 
uh, I'm I'm totally fine with it. I, I think they're going to end up rebooting it, to be honest with you, and then just just starting the whole the whole thing over. But they're they're in a weird spot. They're in a really weird spot as far as like where they go from here with with this particular storyline. Yeah, but I I do give Fox a lot of credit that probably they probably don't get enough um, with their treatment and results for the X-Men property. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I mean, X-Men was sort of like groundbreaking in, you know, before Marvel was doing their thing, X-Men was pretty successful. Uh, X2 is great, I think, and still holds up pretty well. It does. Yeah. It, uh, I, I didn't get through all my rewatch, but I watched X-Men the first one and I watched X2 and man, it, X2 really holds up. In, in my mind, I was really, I hadn't watched it in a couple of years and I was, I was a little concerned that, you know, maybe I just kind of had rose, rose colored glasses when watching it, but, but man, it just, it really, it really did it for me. Right. And then, I mean, X3, you could certainly call a miss, um, yeah, for but, sure. you know, but days of future past, excellent, you know, first class, excellent apocalypse not great but i don't think as bad as like an x3 or as bad as you know the the fantastic four abominations that we're seeing no 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 i was not a huge a fan of apocalypse at all but i i put it slightly above last the x3 the last stand but, right uh, and then you know wolverine origins i you know listen i'm not claiming that it's a great movie but i think it probably is not as bad as it takes a heat for. I like it more than most people like it. Yeah, me too. And, you know, the Wolverine was great, you know, so yeah. they've really, you know, more hits than misses for Fox with the, with the X-Men. Yeah, I agree. So should we do Deadpool while we're kind of doing Fox and talking Deadpool? Yeah, we could, we could pre, do Deadpool. <laughs> the pre, um, Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna run a look at this. Uh, they posted it online, so we're gonna post it. And I'm looking at the YouTube as we uh, the YouTube channel as we look at this, Russ. And it's not like real clear or anything anyway. And they're not gonna hear it, but we'll sort of run through the short as we as we talk about it. Yeah, and this was not like a trailer attached to the movie. This was like a short in front of the movie, uh, which which is really funny. Yes, uh, and I was spoiled on the existence of this. So sadly. was I. Yeah, I and love this. So, I mean, there were there were cheers in the Thursday night audience when he pulled awesome. the hoodie back. Um, I kept looking everywhere. Like, obviously, the big thing is Nathan Summers coming soon. So, and hope. Did you see hope on the inside? No, I did not see hope. If you um if you pause the you know the high def quality video when he opens the doors to go in, you can clearly see hope written in red on the inside of the phone booth. Interesting. Interesting. That's see, I was looking for all I was looking outside and not inside. Uh, and then I was distracted by Ryan Reynolds behind, but <laughs> as um, many were. Yes. But I mean, I'm looking at like license plates. I'm looking at the graffiti on the buildings. I'm, I'm like, you know, okay, what's there's, there's got to be something, you know, here. Yeah, um, I did the same thing. And there's a that when they do the when we get to the punchline here, and uh, 
Deadpool's laying on the dead body and talking to the audience and and whatever, and they they pan up so like the camera's going up in the sky. There's a turned over garbage pail with something written, uh, written, something written on the underside, and I'm like zooming and and pausing and looking. I'm sure that it's like important, and it says Alley Cat, which yeah, I saw. Yeah, I love the Firefly, the random Firefly posters there too. Like I was like, what's up with that? Like it, it just seems so weird uh, to have the fire. I guess it's maybe another nod to like a franchise Fox like had has struggled with maybe that was like a little inside jab or something um is um forgive me because i have not seen firefly <laughs> it's, it's it's on my list uh is morena uh baccarin in any of those oh yes duh yeah so i that's yes, what yes, yes. i thought maybe that was the the connection there no good call good call yes she absolutely was I got to hand it to Ryan Reynolds though, man. I mean, he, he's taking a, you know, it's, it's, he's taking a Hugh Jackman like approach uh, to this role, like where he's just like uh, fully in on it and, you know, understands what this has done for his career and and how the fans feel about it and everything else. Uh, and that just, that just, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, he, he is, he, he is Deadpool now because yeah. let's face it. Ryan Reynolds, you know, 15 years ago, you probably expected Ryan Reynolds to be in like a ton of huge stuff by now. Yeah. And he wasn't, you know, his career just took up, you know, Van Wilder and then not a whole lot of good stuff and Blade Trinity. And then he got to be Deadpool and they sewed his mouth shut. Yeah. And then, and then Green Lantern. Yeah. And then Green Lantern and, you know, that test footage and, you know, way before that he'd be on social media or interviews or comic cons, you know, I want to be Deadpool. I want to do it right. You know, we have a script we have, you know, and he's totally embraced it. And now he can do Deadpool for 10 years, probably. Sure. You know, three, two more movies. And if they do an X force and, uh, you know, some other kind of combination, he could easily get, you know, seven, eight years out of Deadpool. Agreed. So that was funny. And the the, uh, the Stan Lee cameo came in the yes. short, which is yes. cool. Yes. Quiet Stan Lee. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Very Deadpool. Break down the fourth wall. Just point Stan Lee out to everyone instead yes. of the, you know, the hidden cameo. So that was uh, that was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, nice little nice little palate cleanser before uh, absolute uh, carnage of a non comedic variety uh, that we're exposed to for the next two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean it was a uh, it was a grind. I mean, I, I I expected that tone. They certainly you know sold it as that tone, and uh, and it delivered. Um, I was very happy that the opening scene where Logan is asleep in his limo and the, uh, the guys are, are jacking the Mm -hmm. the rims, um, his, you know, I think that, that just sort of, it was such a great opening scene because it was clear right off the bat that Logan is hurting. Like he is not in his regular 
Wolverine shape. Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes out and gives you the Wolverine fight scene that we've been waiting for, for like ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not clanking his claws on somebody's samurai sword. (laughs) He's putting it through skulls and lopping off feet and hands. Yeah. So many skull stabbings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, and to the drinking, right? I mean, you know, they've always, like, hidden in the X-Men movies, you know, he's always, you know, grabbing a beer, he always wants something to drink, and he's just a full-blown functional alcoholic here. I mean... And that that definitely ties to, if you're paying attention, like, that ties to the healing factor as well, because the the joke always was there isn't enough beer for Logan because his liver, like, keeps healing itself. He, he yeah. never, you know, he never really gets drunk. Right. And now, you know, he's like drunk all the time. Well, now he's drinking to like make the pain go away. Yeah. And just everything else, like his life is, you know, in the, in the dumper. I mean, and, and it, you know, it just, it was cool to see, see, I, I said this with the Wolverine. I think that's why I liked it so much. Uh, to me, I like Wolverine when he's vulnerable or when you feel like he can be vulnerable. I mean, the, they could tell good stories. They tell, you know, I, again, I just I just was praising X2 and X and, and the first X-Men movie, you know, where he just, you know, cuts himself and heals, you know, five seconds later. But I think there's some really cool, compelling stuff when you give a good reason why his healing factor is in the dumper and it, and it makes, it, and there's a lot more focus on him as a character other than the fact that, oh yeah, he's the guy that's mean and nasty and growls and, you know, just, can can take all the damage and then just bounce right back from it. And when you see him where he's having to be more cautious or when he's not being cautious and he knows what the cost is, I, I just, I think those stories are just way more compelling. And it just reminds me a lot of the younger, the earlier X-Men stories, you know, that I first started reading in the eighties, you know, early eighties, you know, when he didn't just bounce back, like if he got really hurt, he'd be out of commission for a couple of uh, issues or, he would get hurt to the point where he would just turn into the berserker rage, like, and have no like self-control because he was so injured and he didn't heal in five seconds. Um, whereas now, you know, he goes through a nuclear blast and he, he pulls himself back together in, you know, in three panels and everything great again. So, uh, so th- that's what I, th- I thought in this, you know, where we got a little bit of that in the Wolverine and that's what this movie was about. Uh, is just about how he, he's dealing with the fact that he doesn't really heal fully anymore. Yeah, and what did you? I, I guess they were they were hinting at the that the adamantium actually like was a poison over that length of time being inside him. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they showed kind of like, uh, and they mentioned it too that like there was pus coming out of like the places where his claws come from, you know, in between his knuckles or whatever. So he sort of had like an infection going on. Yeah. And it just, they've made that comment in the comics too, that that's why he's been able to survive the bonding process because the, um, and that was one of the, the, you know, the, it, it, that his healing factor stops the, the metal from poisoning him, but it wasn't, you know, the one thing it wasn't real clear on is, was his healing factor failing because the animantium finally was getting, was catching up to him. Like it was, it it was finally in his system enough and penetrated it enough that it broke down his healing factor and it was killing him. That's the kind of the impression I got. I didn't get the impression so much that 
his healing factor was failing and and then you know the adamantium was a problem i almost took it as the adamantium was a catalyst for his his healing factor to kind of start failing off right yeah i mean it was and and it was so like effective like when that third claw like wouldn't come out all the way and he had to like pull it out himself yeah yeah i could feel it in my hands like yes (laughs) and then but even still like you know when he's fighting those guys in the in in that opening scene when they're about to shoot the car even though he knows his healing factor isn't up up to snuff he knows that he has to keep doing what he's doing in order to get charles's medicine to save up the money so they can get out he jumps in front of the shotgun blast to protect the car yeah Um, and again part of that i think was him wanting to protect the car because that's his money maker but part of it is probably instinct right like he's always been not been afraid to throw himself in front of all that stuff because he he can take it um and 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 then you know obviously it had it, it you know it it doesn't work that way anymore but um but then of course he gets to that point and then just goes goes berserk but uh but yeah it was uh, there was a lot of a lot of subtlety like you know they didn't spoon feed you to say you know, it's the year 2026 and, you know, all this is going on. It was a lot of like little anecdotes about things. A lot of like, I remember the X-Men when I was a kid kind of thing. And, you know, and, and there's that little bit when they get to to Oklahoma City and Charles has his episode and the news, you hear the news broadcast. On, I think it's on the radio or the TV and they talk and they say it's similar to the to the um, to the incident that happened in northern you know, in upstate New York, which, you know, took the lives of, you know, X number, you know, people and several X and she was about to say several, like seven X men and they, they either changed the station or turned the radio off. So it kind of gave you the impression that, uh, you know, in, in the old man Logan story in the comic, spoiler alert, um, it, Logan Mysterio was able to to a bunch of villains were able to corrupt his mind into into Wolverine thinking that all of the X Men were actual villains, and so he went and killed them all. Um, so he was the one that was responsible for the quote death of the X Men. Um, and in this, it's almost like Charles was responsible for right. the death of the X Men, which I guess at that point, who, who whoever's left is you know probably you know, went away, um, you know, and, and he was kind of persona non grata and, you know, it, for whatever reason, I guess Logan felt, you know, gratitude, responsibility, whatever. And, uh, you know, and with a person who'd done some, you know, terrible things in his past un you know, unbeknownst to him or beyond his control, he felt it was his responsibility to, to take care of Charles and get him away from, you know, all that. So it wouldn't happen again. So it's, it's really interesting, you know, how they, how the, again, how they set it up. Cause I, I'm not the kind of person, I don't have to be spoon fed every fact, uh, you know, just give me a good setup, tell a good story and, you know, put enough pieces out there. I don't, I don't need every I dotted and every T crossed. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and it made for, you know, it, w- it was fun to, to discover as we went along. Yeah. You know, like I said, I was, I was like, he's in a limo. Like that was the first yeah. thing that we, you know, when he woke up, I was expecting, you know, the wasteland and more or less the old man Logan comic setting. I wasn't expecting the Hulk gang or anything like that, but uh, obviously, you know, but yeah. I was I was shocked that it was more or less. I mean, it wasn't even that far into the future, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, it's not like they were in flying cars or, you know. Right. Yeah, they they tweaked it just enough. Like his limo, you know, like when when Pierce's character, when Boyd Holbrook's character gets in the back of the limo and he's like, you know, says, oh, the, you know, somebody, you know, you know, matching the description of the Wolverine was driving a 24, you yeah. know, Chrysler 300 limo. And this is a 24 Chrysler 300 limo. You know, he just kind of goes into that whole bit, which... He was a surprise in in this movie because we both watched Narcos, and I don't know I, I can't I can't remember if I actually talked to you about this, John, but like his character was the least interesting of all of them in Narcos. Right. Um, like if he went away, like I wouldn't even have missed him. Uh, so I was a little apprehensive uh, about him showing up in in this, and then knowing that he's kind of been cast as like the new lead in the Predators movie. Right. Um, but he did a really good job. Like I really, I really liked his, his charisma in him playing Pierce and just uh, the the way he kind of went about it. So I, 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 hats off to to Boyd Holbrook. Yeah, and it was just you know it had some cool twists. Like then you figure the final showdown would be him and Wolverine, which it right. wasn't. And then they're toting around that cage for a little while with the X twenty four. And I didn't, uh, was there ever an X-24, you know, Logan clone in the comics? No, not, that, to, no, not yeah. to my knowledge. And, and I, you know, that's what I thought. So when I just heard X-24, I'm like, oh, you know, what could they pull? What could they end up pulling out of that cage? You know, and I, I didn't think clone. I thought maybe Sabretooth or maybe, you know, somebody we'd recognize. But so that, you know, that was another good twist. Like we said, I, I didn't see the clone coming, you know, from for anything i i I wasn't thinking clone (laughs) which is awesome yeah um and back to charles for for a little bit i I mean they won't give an oscar to patrick stewart for this movie they should he by god they should get one oh man how awesome was it to just have an f-bomb dropping professor x half senile um it was it was really refreshing. Yeah. I and he just and he nailed like he nailed like the grandpa when yes. Laura's like doing whatever she's doing and Logan's trying to like reel her in and he nailed that like oh let her do you know she's a child you know that whole the thing with the, with the unlocking then locking the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was really good too and I'm glad that she spoke. Because at yeah. first I was like, is she going to not speak because the kid can't really act yet? Or, you know, did they take her because of the look and not really, you know, she doesn't have any sort of training yet or anything in acting? You know, I wasn't sure where they were headed with that. Yeah, yeah I was. But but yeah, the banter, just the, the banter between the two, the between, you know, Wolverine and and professor xavier was just it was really funny um and just really well written and and again you know having gone through all these pg-13 movies uh you know you may get one f-bomb dropped and then they meet their quota and then and then they move on but to have you know both of them well i mean the huge the the logan character doing it is not really surprising because you know you, you almost if you think about it you're always like it always seemed like that's the way he talked like it's it's not a departure 
Um, but the Professor X character going on like he was, that was that that just uh, there was a lot of times where I just started laughing because it was and not in a not in a cheesy bad way, but just in a you know, this is really fitting. The two of them just kind of like going at each other, um, you know, in their in their situation. It was it was just really well done. Yeah, I agree. Um and, and that's the one thing that I really had the most uh apprehensiveness for. Like I was really worried about how they were going to fit professor X into this. And I thought, I didn't know if it was really going to work because it seemed like they were, you know, trying to, to find a place for him or shoehorn him in or whatever. I, I almost, you know, in watching the trailers for a while was, was wondering if he was just going to be a figment of his imagination the whole time. Like, like he, he, like he was, you know, because of professor Xavier's, you know, psychic powers that maybe he was like residual in his mind or something. Right. Um, and that he wasn't really there, but but obviously that didn't that didn't happen. I I, I think they again. I think the the approach they took was was probably better for it. So, right. And Caliban was a good character too. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I was surprised. Uh, I I kind of knew he was in it, but I didn't really think too much about it. So I thought he was going to be one of those blink and you miss it or show up for five seconds kind of characters. So the fact that he was so integral to the beginning of the story and to, and a part of their little team. Uh, I, th I thought that was really cool. I always like Caliban. Uh, yeah. I had him pegged for selling Logan out, you know, like he was the way that, that yeah. Boyd Holbrook would, uh, Pierce would track them, you know, and that would be it. Mm -hmm. You know, he sold them out for money or whatever and protection. But, uh, yeah, that actually ended up being kind of cool too. And the way he was like their little like manservant, like he's, He's doing yeah. the ironing and stuff. Yes. And it was kind of an, like in the comics, I don't think, I don't think he was negatively affected by the sunlight. Like, I don't think it was a problem if he went into the sunlight, but being a Morlock, he always lived in the tunnels. So I thought it was kind of cool that they, you know, just kind of incorporated that in the story to just say, okay, he can't, he just physically cannot go into the sunlight or he will burn to a crisp. Um, which, which again, because the character was always underground. The um, the those uh, what were those machines doing like in the cornfield? Were they? I forget what they were doing out there. But did you? I, I thought it was going to be like some repurposed uh, sentinels or or something. Like when they, you know what I'm talking about? Like there were those like giant like tractors in the air. They weren't tractors is a bad word, but um, when, okay. So when Logan and the father of the family go out to fix the water main, there are that like huge mach machines out in the, out in the cornfield. And they were, I think it had something to do with water maybe, or. So this is the part of the podcast where I shamefully admit that uh, I had to get up and pee. Uh, oh, <laughs> and miss well. those miss those brief few few moments. So wow, okay, I feel better now because I thought you just didn't. I, I thought I had it completely wrong, and you were trying yep. to figure out what I was. Uh, okay, so uh, when they're fixing the water main break, there's a quick scene that, that looks out into the cornfield, and there are machines in the air that are maybe harvesting or maybe they were, I forget what they were doing exactly, but the way it was at night and all you can kind of see are the spotlights coming down from these machines. Like, and they were sort of going like surveying the area. Hmm. 
I was wondering, like, are we going to get a shot of a Sentinel here? Um, oh, and yeah, I really, cool. I really believe the way that it was framed, we were supposed to kind of think for a minute that these were going to be Sentinels, but uh, they weren't. Obviously, they were like these weird, like spider-looking tractors. Interesting, because one of the things I noticed too was right before that scene when they were kind of get into that incident on the highway. The, all those were all like self-driving trucks. Like I don't know right. if you caught that. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that would make sense if it was some kind of like advanced combine or harvester or something like that. Yeah, we have a live chat friend actually. The Crow nine two four says they were corn harvesters. Nice. Uh, that's what the father called them. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. I'm. Uh, so I I bought Days of Future Past on four K on the the four K Blu Ray, which came with some movie cash. Um, but because I had to buy my tickets in, in advance and my son and my daughter-in-law went with me uh, Friday night, I couldn't use, because you have to use the movie cash at the box office and the tickets were selling out. So I was like, eh, this ain't going to work. So I'm going to save the movie cash, I think, to go see it in the IMAX um, maybe during the week this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm still kind of fighting a little bit of a cold. So uh, And then my wife is flipping over to nights. So I'll kind of be around and at home. So I think I might use that movie cash when the crowds kind of die down in the middle of the week and just go catch it uh, on the full IMAX uh, during the week. So I will make sure if I do have to get up and avoid a personal emergency that uh, <laughs> I know not to get up during that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think overall? It felt it, it felt long. Now, I don't want to say that it dragged too much or they should have chopped 20 minutes off, but it there were a few times that I was like, man, I didn't realize the runtime of this movie yeah, was, as long, yeah, was, was as long as it was. It, it didn't feel oppressively long. I, I felt like I've been in movies that were shorter that felt a lot longer, um, but it, it did feel like maybe they could have trimmed like one of those segments out, like maybe the Oklahoma city thing, they could have worked in somewhere else. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of weird. I mean, it did like, we got out, I was like, wow, that was a really long movie. Um, but it, but it was just, it was pretty well done. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree that it was, it, it, I mentioned this to you, I think in email or, or whatever, it had a real ebb and flow. Like yeah. it would be yeah. like crazy ass action scene, bring you back down, you know, ramp yeah. it up for another action. Scene. And every action scene was like bloody, brutal, you know, intense. So I guess rather you, you don't you don't want it to be the raid. You know, you don't want those right. scenes constantly right. throughout the movie. So it definitely had, a you know, like a cyclical pattern. Um. And I tell you that the, I, I wasn't totally on board with X-23 being that young when I watched trailers and stuff, just kind of because of what we talked about earlier. Like, I want the, I want the franchise to be, like, built around her now. <laughs> and it yeah. seemed like she was really young for that to happen. Uh, but I tell you, man, the, the impact of watching her in the violent, fight scenes and you know action scenes it really hits home like that this is a child yeah yeah 
Um, so I think that was, you know, like a smart move, like her just screaming and raging and jumping around and, uh, like it's pretty wild to see. Yeah. Yeah. It was her her finishing the cereal while the like SWAT team was coming in. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah. And just a bit in the grocery store when she's about to kill the clerk for wanting her to pay for the stuff she's stealing. Yeah. For the Pringles. Yeah. 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 So that that's really funny. So yeah, it yeah. Was, I was I again. It was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, I guess it'll be okay. Um, and and it it ended up working out a lot better than than I thought. Like it it, it again. It was just one of those things where I I kind of had reservations about and and they pulled it off really really well. It just it, it's just such a different animal. Like you can't even really compare it. You know, a lot of people are saying best X Men movie ever. You know, best best Wolverine. It's it's just so different than the other movies, and you know part of it is the R rating, but part of it is the tone and the 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 subject matter. Like you know, the X Men movies have always been Wolverine centric. I mean, except for First Class and Apocalypse, really, all the the other ones have been very Wolverine centric. Um, and so, you know, obviously this one is no different, but there's just they're it, they're a little more lighthearted there's there's more you know there's there's kind of like a higher stakes kind of thing like there's a you know a big bad or you know there's there's a goal this just felt like you know just it, it, you know it's obviously it's been compared with a western it just has this real feel like you know just a guy riding off into the sunset and this is just like his last story um and it's just it's so far removed from the tone of everything that's come before it. It's almost like not fair to judge it in comparison with the others because it just, it just doesn't fit that mold. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's no accident that they're watching Shane in the hotel. Absolutely. I mean, it is a wet, you know, it is a Western. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I agree. There's really nothing that you can compare, like even to compare to, you know, without a doubt, there'll be lists, you know, greatest uh, comic book movies of all time. Like, it's so you can't compare it to any Marvel movie. I no, mean, no, no. We just watched a kid like stab 50 people and behead two. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you're not going to see that in a Disney movie anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I almost can't even categorize it as a superhero movie. It, it, it's kind of like it fits almost in that mold of like the Dark Knight, right? Like, where. You know, if you changed up enough of the story elements and took the fact that the character was named Batman and named him something else, it's just a good movie. Like it's well shot, it's well direct, it's it, it's well directed, it's well filmed. The action is good, the pacing is good, and the same thing kind of thing here. Like, I mean, if you took out the fact that you know this is Wolverine and Professor X and this clone, and, and just changed up the the elements and made him some kind of like old government experiment, you know that that you know, that is having to go through the, you know, them doing this on a younger one, it, it'd be just as good, you know, and it's just, and it's funny because Mangold directed the Wolverine. And so, you know, for him to go from, you know, you using a script in that movie, which was a lot more, I I would say more traditional superhero uh, fare, but, but again, it kind of, it did move away from that, you know, and it was more, uh, except in the third act where I think it actually kind of, uh, Fell, if, that, if that movie has any criticism, it's like the last 20 minutes of that movie kind of uh, get a little weird. Um, 
but you know, again, then you get to this one and the tone is, is just so, so far removed. So. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, and, and don't get me wrong. I obviously we do a whole podcast about how much we love the Marvel universe and the TV shows and the movies and everything else. But it's almost like, uh, you know, like you have you have your really popular bands that everybody loves, and then you have your indie bands. <laughs> so it's, yeah. almost, it's almost yeah. like Fox and the X-Men property is an indie label that can still do some different things and, and, and try some new stuff or go in a different direction, whereas Marvel now under Disney – is like no, we're in the money making business, and this is what yeah. we do. And they're going to be lighthearted popcorn, you know. And they're great. Like I, I love them. I'm not. This isn't disparaging to them. I, I'm just saying, like, this movie is such a departure. Like we can say, oh, uh, you know, Doctor Strange was really a departure for Marvel, was it? You know, <laughs> did right. were there any demons that beheaded anybody in Doctor Strange? You know what I mean? Like, they're different to an extent. Yeah, I mean, the closest comparison, I guess, would be the Netflix stuff. Uh, you know, but again, not big blockbuster, 100 plus million dollar movies. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, th that's the one thing. I mean, this is a pretty big risk making this movie, in my opinion. I mean, granted, I think Deadpool, for better or worse being an R-rated movie that made an ungodly amount of money and being so well received for being so over the top uh, paved the way for this. Because I think if Deadpool flops, A, I don't know if this movie gets made number one because the last one didn't do, you know, gangbusters, but it certainly wouldn't get done with an R rating. Uh, I don't think they would have been willing to make, to take that risk twice. Yeah. And I um, think... I'm sorry, I'll just cut you off real quick. I think what we just talked about is sort of coming through for them a little bit. Like there, you know, I'm sure there's a base of people that are like, I've really seen enough of those other kind of superhero movies. And Fox is doing something like Deadpool followed by something like Logan. Yeah. You know, they're almost like cashing in on these three, four Marvel movies coming out a year, plus the DC stuff. You know, they have like a different niche with these like R-rated, you know, violent and vulgar <laughs> superhero yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm also glad they didn't go overboard with the cameos in this one. So, I mean, obviously, I don't, you know, we have, we have Wolverine, we've got Professor X, we've got X-23 is kind of like the main characters. You know, Holbrook's Pierce is a, a very prominent X-Men character. So he was kind of like one of those, you know, they, they pulled in the Reavers, which were his crew. Now, granted, in the comics, they were m much more cybernetic and kind of uh, pushed the envelope on on that than, th than the, the crew that they showed in the movie. But militaristic, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but we got to see Richter. I thought that was cool when he when the guy when the kid leave the, left the note and said with the with the vial and said, don't take it all at once or don't don't take, right. you know, too much and it said Richter and I was like oh that's cool and then sure enough when we get towards the end of the movie and the kid you know has the ground raise out from from you know from a below and drops the car on X24 I was like yep that's Richter uh, so that was cool yeah I one thing I probably didn't love were the other kids yeah 
Yeah, especially when they were being chased. I'm like, okay, wait, these are all mutant kids. Why aren't they using their powers? Like, why aren't they? Like, why aren't they fighting? I mean, I, obviously they're they're running away because they're children, but you would think that they would be doing something to, uh, you know. So I don't know if that's where maybe the budget caught up with them, or uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to. Maybe they were afraid to go that that way. Like, you know, we we purposely are trying to pull this back from making this movie with crazy superpowers. So you know, maybe we maybe they that's why they decided to go that way, but. Um, but the, yeah, the whole time when those when those kids are getting chased, I'm like, well, why aren't any of them using their powers? Like, this is a little strange. And and again, in terms of like the future of the franchises, like I know they're making a new mutants movie. They specifically referred to these kids as the new mutants. You know, maybe not quote new mutants as right. like a team, but these are the new mutants. You know, that was said a few times. So then it's like, is that the like, is the direction a movie with a bunch of like really young kids as the new mutants? Or, you know, is that not what they're again? Is this more like a one off and they're just kind of saying the new mutants to get you, you know, more familiar with it when they put that movie out? Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, either what we've heard about this, because the, the new mutant script, the word from people that have either read it, seen it, or heard is more traditional, like early Claremont, Sienkiewicz, New Mutants, you know, Cannonball, Sunspot, you know, Wolf Spain, that whole crew. Was it Blink? No. Um, who's the female? I think they announced already. Uh, she's like a teleporter. Well, Blink, but that's in the TV show. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. So the movie is going to be more like they've even talked about making it the Demon Bear Saga, which is like that big, the, the really famous where Senkevich came on to New Mutants uh, in that run and, and where they introduced a Legion, you know, that that, that whole that whole segment um, that that is supposedly is what they're doing. Now, I don't know if maybe that's a red herring because they didn't want to spoil what's going on with this, that maybe that's what they're going to do for that New Mutants movie is, you know, take it, you know, the, OK, they're they're all going up to Canada and. You know, they're, you know, this is this new team. I, I don't know. Um, but I haven't heard anything more on that. So. Right. I thought it was cool that, you know, again, it kind of took him back home, right? Like he, he died, he, you know, he crossed over into Canada and that's where, that's where they buried him. And yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. I thought that that's where we were going to get saber tooth, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she takes the cross out of the ground and lays it on the side. So the, the closing shot is like the cross, like an X. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. Very well done. And then, you know, just kind of fade to black thing. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of little nice, nice touches. The comic thing I thought was, was, was cool. You know, where he's sitting at the bar and he's looking at the comic and realizes yeah. the coordinates in the comic, you know, that it was all probably just a bunch of bull crap. And, um, you know, just, I don't know, man, Hugh Jackman just knocked it out of the park with this one too. I mean, just his, his gruffness and his, you know, trying not to care, but really caring kind of attitude. And, um, I mean, again, you know, you talk about, you know, we, uh, the analogy is more so in sports, I think, you know, where, where people retiring, it's like, they leave it all on the court. You know, they kind of have that last year, you, you know, like David Ortiz or, you know, like Kobe or something like where these guys go out you know, I mean, it doesn't always happen that way, but these guys go out and they just like throw everything they have left, uh, you know, Peyton Manning, that kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, Hugh Jackman left it all out on the, on the, on the film. I mean, it's, it's all there. Like, I mean, 
he gave every last ounce of what he put into this character in this movie. I mean, you know, th this is everything this character was for all these appearances combined into into this this movie. And it was it was really uh, it was really something. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he he owned it. I mean, way before Robert Downey Jr. was killing it as Tony Stark, you know, Hugh yeah. Jackman was killing it as Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, and yep. uh, I really wonder, like, he's too he's too big of a character for the Fox X Men franchise to not have. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's yeah. like it, it's like. It, Spider Man will never be dead. They'll always resurrect Spider Man because they're going to make seven hundred million dollars when the new Spider Man comes out. But Spider Man, oddly enough, or I guess luckily enough, they can go Miles Morales. They can they could do some different things with with Spider. It's also in a suit. You know, you can have Spider Man show up in movies without really having the actor. Right. Right. Um, which is great, but like. Uh, they really like they're going to have to come up with a new Logan at some point. Yeah. And I think and again, I think it just gets back to the point of maybe at that point they decide, you know what, we just got to start over with this thing because they've kind of, you know, part of part of what the whole thing with the X-Men is, is I thought it was cool when they did first class because they went back to the 60s and it, and, you know, because the first movie takes place in, you know, 2000. And so they kind of made everything fit. Right. So they did, you know, first class in the 60s and then Days of Future Past in the 70s, Apocalypse in the 80s. There's talk of this supernova movie um, going to be in the 90s. So they're kind of filling in the gaps. But at some point, because you burn through all those characters and you have to shoehorn them in so far in the past that if you try and bring them up to the future to fit them in with some of the other stuff you're doing, it just doesn't work anymore. You know, I mean, you know, Cyclops at this point would be, you know, 60 years old or whatever in, in the Logan timeline or, you know, 55 or something like that. And at some point it just like, it all just doesn't work, you know, like the pieces just don't fit together. Um, and then it gets a little sticky and it just seems like, a you know, maybe this is a good point to just say, yep, Logan is the capper on this whole X-Men timeline thing, or maybe supernova is, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this one to kind of cap off this, this thing. And then the next, we're going to do a new, a new X-Men movie in three years. And it's just going to basically start over again. So, yeah. And, and there's nothing else right now. Like you could argue in Marvel, like when, when Robert Downey Jr. is done, you know, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth are, could still carry it. You know, ScarJo can carry it. Now Cumberbatch can carry it, you know? Yeah. Yes. De Deadpool. <laughs> is right now the only character that could carry the X franchise without, you know, without Hugh Jackman involved. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's nobody else hanging around right now. Like, you know, think of apocalypse, like what other characters in that movie, you know, none is, is the answer, you know, maybe Fastbender. I mean, Fastbender is always like the go-to, but, but, you know, but again, like you're you're running into a you know to bring that into the modern time you you can't do it like the guy's not you know th there's a reason why Ian McKellen plays him when he's older because it's you know he's 80 years old or whatever right so it's it's yeah you're kind of in a weird like i said you're just kind of in this weird cuz you know Deadpool's firmly planted in the current time like there's no you know i guess maybe you could fudge a little bit and say okay maybe it's like 
2007 instead of 2017. Like, you know, maybe you could fudge it a little bit, but that's you know, what that, cable bringing in cable is kind of interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. He's the time traveler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause let's just, you know, like, let's do it. Let's get, <laughs> let's get a cable. We got Deadpool. We got X 23, you know, bring in uh phantom X and, not because I bought the first issue, Russell, of Phantom <laughs> X, waiting for his announcement in Movie Land, but you know that that could be a new jump off, like X Force. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what what other mutants can they pull from. I mean, I know there's a lot, but you know, I don't know if they want to do C and D level mutants. You know, do they want to do Alpha Flight? You know, I don't. There's talk, yeah. There's yeah. There's, that, that's that talk is actually uh, picking up steam. Yeah, but I don't think they're a home run enough. Like right now, no. if you throw the Marvel banner out there, you've made five hundred million. Right, right. You know, I don't know that without Hugh Jackman. You know, I really think Deadpool has to be. They've if they hit a home run with Deadpool two, you can now throw Ryan Reynolds in the beginning of a few other movies and to launch them. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Very interesting. As everyone tries to, you know, tweak that Marvel formula to create their own shared, yeah, universe. And it's been seventeen years. I mean, at this point, or you know, if if uh, you know, Supernovas comes out, it'll be eighteen years at that point. You know, it's. I think it's okay to say we're gonna start it over. You know, it's it's not like. I mean, look, Batman's done it you know, uh, twice now and Spider-Man's done it. This is, you know, this will be the third incarnation of, of Spider-Man in as many years. I think for them to just, you know, draw a line and say, okay, this is the beginning of this new thing. Then I don't, I don't think, I think people will be okay with it. I think if they just, you know, section off this other stuff and just say, this is, you know, this is what it is. I think that would, that would be okay. Yeah. And, uh, the crow again helping us out on the live chat says not sure about you guys but when it ended for me the theater it was dead quiet everyone just got up and left without saying much yeah yeah same here yeah, yeah i think really... that's pretty accurate there's definitely half the place waiting for an after credit scene yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it was a it was a rough ending again with her with her tilting that cross uh to make the x that was a nice little touch at the end D did you think there was any way given that they brought in the X 20, you know, the, the clone thing that they were going to give themselves an out with this, that maybe he wouldn't die that, that, you know, maybe like when I saw the, the, that green serum stuff, like, okay, maybe, maybe this is how they get him to, uh, you know, carry on. Like, or did you think, Nope, they're, they're going to kill him. Like he's going to be dead at the end of the movie. I, I didn't definitely think he was going to be dead at the end of the movie but when it happened i was pretty sure that just the tone it it didn't scream we need a way out it screamed this is his last movie like the whole way you yeah. know what i mean no absolutely um yes yeah, so i i didn't think that was coming but it was more it wasn't like what i thought going in it was how it made me feel during yeah no, that's a good way to describe it. That's a really good way to describe it. I, I think when she took him to the doctor in that little podunk town 
and the doctor like pulls up his bandage and he's still got like this festering open oh, wound. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, he's done. Like he's not gonna make it out of this. Um because he's just like he's really not getting any better now. And then when he's coughing up blood and yeah, even in early on when uh, right after that, when he's dumping his bloody clothes in the garbage right after that first limo fight. Yeah. And he's like, he's like squeezing out the buckshot from the, yes, <laughs> from the yes. shotgun. Man. And but you know, even- um, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, they've already spoken about doing a um, Fury Road deal for the Blu-ray and putting yeah, it out in black so. and white. I so hope so. I didn't pick up the Fury Road one, but I will I will get a black and white version of this. Like that would be I, I think that would work really, really well. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I'm I'm excited for the 4K release in a way, but I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm I'm I'll be really curious to see when when the review or like doing some side by side comparisons with the Blu-ray to see you know what what it's really going to add because I'm trying to, you know, I look at it kind of through the lens of the HDR thing and it's like, it's pretty flat. It's, it's pretty, you know, desolate. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, variation in color and stuff like that. You know, it's either everything's really bright or really dark um, and fairly monochromatic. So I'm like, man, I wonder how this is. I think it'll look amazing. Like from a, from a quality uh, standpoint, but I'm I'm really curious to see what the transfer is going to do, um, and hopefully they if they do a black and white, they do a 4K version of the black and white. Um, it'd be nice if they just put it all out at once, but y- you know they're going to want you nope. to double double dip on that. On <laughs> yeah, that dude, they're going to put the black and white in the Wolverine 4K trilogy that will be coming out. Yeah, shortly. Yeah. Um, and and I think you you mentioned the leaping. <laughs> They one problem I've always had with the Fox X-Men movies is they can't get these superheroes to jump far and make it look right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it always looks like they're wired. Yeah, it was better in this one. I'm ha- I'm happy to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like they have Wolverine with the claws out leaping forward and it's like a regular jump. And then he just kind of hangs in the air for an extra like 40 feet. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. So I didn't notice it as much anyway. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm uh, I mean, f- final thoughts. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. It delivered what it promised. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe a couple of pacing issues aside and the, the kids were a little bit awkward to me in like the Neverland treehouse thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it again, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to catching the IMAX for it, uh, and, and being able to, cause yeah, I saw it, it. It was one of those theaters where it has really comfortable seats that recline and stuff, but it was a small like venue. So like the, the image is like letterboxed on a small screen. Uh, so it wasn't the greatest like presentation. So I'm, I'm looking forward to going and seeing it on an IMAX where it gets the full, you know, the full treatment. So yeah, it was nice in IMAX, and uh, going Thursday night, I got like a um, a ticket card thing, like a laminated, uh, I don't know how big it is, 
six by three, you know, like cell phone size, like large cell phone size kind of thing. Uh, a little bigger, a little yeah. bigger than that. Yeah. Like for, like uh, for and, Dr. Strange. Like I got, I, we got them for Dr. Strange. Yeah, yeah. Same size. Wasn't laminated. Uh, the picture that you're looking at right now, the, uh, the, the painted style poster. Yeah. So that I've, was cool. That's another thing. So this doesn't, so kudos on the IMAX poster because this doesn't look like a Photoshop job that's just all clipped together. This looks like a painted, uh, you know, poster, like somebody actually painted this, like not somebody that Photoshopped it together and the weathered look and everything. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I think that, you know, we talked about this before, but the, the art of the movie poster is kind of like a dead art, uh, unless you go to Mondo and get cool stuff. But yeah, um, I mean, this—if uh, they got this artist to put this exact poster on Mondo, you know, it would be huge. Yeah, done. We would be hitting refresh right now. Yes, we would. <laughs> uh, but but even the like the one for the Wolverine, I thought was awesome. You know, with that whole yeah, the like, black, Japanese, white, red. Yeah, yeah, the, the the Japanese style like silhouette kind of thing. I still keep saying I want to get that get, get a, a good print of that and get it framed up because that that's like one of my favorite movie posters. Um, because everything nowadays is just, especially on the, you know, we talk about the Marvel side, but it, that all the Marvel stuff is is just, is just Photoshop chop ups. I mean, that's that's all they do. Yeah. No art, damn it. The lost art of art. Yeah, go watch that Drew Struzan documentary on Netflix if you can catch it. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Sweet. I like it. All right. I cool. think we successfully live. Uh, did something yeah we live logan we live logan uh so this is on youtube uh it that doesn't bring much to the table you can look at the uh deadpool short as you listen to us talk about it you won't hear it and it'll be a little fuzzy uh <laughs> otherwise you'll be staring at the poster but uh, we got to do it live and it and it uh posted on Facebook and YouTube as we did. And we'll clean, uh, we're not going to clean it up too much. We'll put a little intro in, or maybe a little outro music that you're hearing now. Stick it on, uh, stick it on our feeds. And if you were on the Facebook or the YouTubes, as we, as the kids call it, uh, hearing us for the first time, HHWLOD.com has all kinds of shows like this. Uh, it's all connected. Our Marvel show, Walking Dead TV for uh, Walking Dead Television Talk. DCTV and lots of other fun geeky stuff on hhwlod.com. Yeah. And uh, we will see you. I think our next big thing in terms of our other shows is uh, the Iron Fist Netflix show. Yes, which will definitely be uh, on It's All Connected. It will be a proper It's All Connected show um, also on the Master Feed. So, yeah, possibly a few. I'm pumped. For Iron yeah. Fist, I've been trying to cook up some ideas of how maybe to cover it a little differently, but, um, you know, I'm trying to think, but nothing's happening. Uh, I am <laughs> I'm actually going to be out of town. I will be coming home. How dare be, you? I will be in flight. Oh, this will be funny. So, a little pull behind the curtain. So, I have a business trip scheduled for that week. Um, and instead of taking a red eye and flying from Seattle back to Houston overnight, I'm actually just going to get up Friday morning and take a flight. But if they have in-flight Wi-Fi and it's worth a damn, I might actually pull up the Netflix on the flight and try and watch it while I'm... Sweet. 
Now, do oh. you need if you can download it now on Netflix apps? Can't you? I don't think the Disney stuff. I don't think they do. They let you do that. Oh, all right. I think they they are sticklers about that. I'll yeah, have to check. Figures. What a shock. But yeah, but it is an original, so I don't know. I need to try. You know, that's a good point because I could probably try that and download it uh, on the hotel from the hotel before I actually get on the plane, which would be a much better experience. Not that watching on a tablet is going to be a great experience to begin with, but uh, but at least I'll have gotten the head start on watching it. So yeah, sounds good. Yep, yep. All right, have a good one. Thanks for listening. Thank you.